Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the podcast, we are going to go over the weekend full of Steelers practices. Remember, this was the first time the Steelers could wear pads, the first time they could do some live hitting in practice. I thought the defense played really well this weekend. We have a lot to go over on the defensive side of the ball, but unfortunately, these padded practices also came with quite a few injuries. We're going to talk about all of that today on the show. But let's start today as we do every day with some news and notes. Antonio Brown taking to Twitter to try and recruit Des Bryant to the Steelers. Remember Des Bryant and the Cleveland Browns are potentially working on a deal and that may happen in the next 24 to 48 hours. So Antonio Brown trying to get Des Bryant from the Browns to the Steelers. I'm not so much concerned about where Des Bryant would fit on this team. More that this is interesting because when you consider the Twitter rant that Des Bryant just went on and also the fact that the Steelers are trying to eliminate distractions and all the stuff that happened in 2018 that was off the field and non-football related, um, bringing in Des Bryant definitely doesn't jive with a lot of that. So hopefully the Steelers uh, do not grant AB's wishes and uh, leave Des Bryant to the Cleveland Browns, please. The Steelers also announcing the five new members of their Hall of Honor. Uh, These five will be inducted Uh, during the Baltimore Ravens game, which I believe is week four. That's a Sunday night football game. The five are Rocky Blyer, Buddy Dial, Alan Fanica, and scouts Bill Nunn and Art Rooney Jr. I'm especially impressed to see the Steelers inducting Bill Nunn and Art Rooney Jr. Those are two guys who were scouts in the 70s, instrumental in building that 70s steel curtain defense and and team. Uh, So glad to see those two inducted into the Hall of Honor. Before we get into this weekend of practices, let me tell you about our sponsor for today's podcast. I know it can be hard to find the time to go to the gym. You know, we've all got a busy schedule, so why not bring the gym home to you? With Nordic Track, they have a series of training equipment that will give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home. They have treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, strength training. They have all of it. And the best part about any of those devices is that they all come with either a tablet or high-quality screen, meaning that you can join high-energy streamed workouts any time of day without stepping out the door. You're going to join those streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. So if you've ever wanted to start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and with cross-training on the shores of Thailand or do a workout on the African safari, with NordicTrack, your workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. We have a special offer for listeners of Locked On Steelers. You're going to get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on. Again, N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. All right, then let's get to what happened this weekend at Steelers training camp. We should start with the injuries right off the top here because there are quite a few. Uh, These injuries starting to mount up again. The Steelers have only practiced four times now at training camp and really only two of them being padded practices where there's live hitting happening and yet the Steelers still have injuries mounting up, starting with Morgan Burnett. Morgan Burnett, of course, was the only player injured after the Steelers' first training camp practice. Tomlin saying that they were being overly precautious keeping him out after he had that tight hamstring. He's been out for three days in a row now. I mean, he didn't practice all weekend. 
he only practiced that first day. And so, yes, that's opened the door for Terrell Edmonds, who's been playing in his place. And I think Terrell Edmonds has been pretty impressive. We'll talk about that later in the show. But, you know, remember, Burnett also sent out all of minicamp as well. So this is a guy who hasn't practiced at minicamp, and now he's only practiced one day of Steelers training camp and in, in not even in a padded practice. It's concerning. It's definitely concerning for a guy who has had some injury problems in the past. you got to hope he can come back and come back pretty quickly uh, because, again, the, the injuries are starting to mount up, as, as we'll talk about here with Ramon Foster, who got rolled up on during the first 11-on-11 session on Saturday. This was, this was kind of a scary one. I couldn't really see what happened. I couldn't. From you know, again, there was just kind of a pile of bodies, and and then Ramon Foster was at the bottom of it. But it seemed like he got rolled up on, and given the reaction of the players and coaches after the injury, it definitely seemed like this was a kind of a catastrophic injury for the team. Uh, certainly, Ramon Foster, a veteran member of that offensive line, a, a leader on that offense, um, everyone was preparing for the worst as far as you know his prognosis. And the good news is that it only ended up being a hyperextended knee, so he's going to be out four to five weeks. They are hopeful he will be back for week one of the regular season. Um, but again, the Steelers really did dodge a bullet there because I think everyone was expecting this could be, you know, a season-long injury or something like that. Um, and so for it to only be, you know, he's going to miss all of preseason. And so that'll mean B.J. Finney, who will start in his place, is going to get more minutes this preseason. Um, B.J. Finney's been a guy who's been a starter there in the past. He's been a quality starter at times. Um, I don't think there's any worry about B.J. Finney coming in and replacing Ramon Foster. It does make the depth that offensive line, you know, that much thinner, right? Because B.J. Finney was one of those guys we can count on. But behind B.J. Finney, I don't know that there's another guard on this roster right now that the Steelers really like. And so they're going to have to develop that guy over the next couple weeks uh, as we prepare ourselves for the regular season. And then on Sunday, we had four players, four starters go down. T.J. Watt left practice with a hamstring string injury. Uh, no word on how severe it is, but again, hamstring injuries are the kind of thing that can linger at times. So we'll see how many practices he missed or he misses. Uh, Anthony Ciccolo has replaced him. Uh, the Ciccolo looked good. We'll talk about him later in, the, later in the show as well. Sean Davis left practice with a groin. Again, groin injuries are another one of those kind of soft tissue injuries that can that can last for a little while. Sean Davis making the transition to free safety. So. Again, not a great injury to happen this early in camp. Uh, so far, it's Nat Burrell that has replaced him in camp. Vance McDonald left camp with a foot injury. Uh, he is he was carted off today, and I know that sounds scary, but if you've ever been to St. Vincent, it is a long walk back up a hill to the Steelers' facilities. So uh, for a guy with a foot injury, much better to be carted off. Um, so I'm not worried that he's got a season-ending foot injury or anything like that. But again, we talk about Vance McDonald and you know, his ability to stay healthy and his ability to contribute. I mean, this is a guy who has really been the focal point of the offense for from for all four days of camp. Uh, more than A.B., more than Juju, more than anyone that on that offense, the Steelers have been trying to work in plays to Vance McDonald more than anyone else. And he has been very impressive, both in the 11-on-11 drills. Tomlin was, you know, effusive in his praise of Vance McDonald in the, uh, the, the tight end blocking drill. Um, he, you know, this is a... Again, this is a guy who just needs to stay healthy, and so to see him go down with his foot injury, it sucks, but hopefully it's not a bad injury. We will see uh, once Tomlin may, uh, gives us more information on that. Jesse James, of course, playing in his place. Juju went down as well today, didn't finish practice. He had an undisclosed injury. We don't know what it is yet. Um, Tomlin didn't say. Marcus Tucker, of course, in his place, and Marcus Tucker's been getting reps with the first team already, so that's not really a surprise. 
uh, you know, but here's the thing with Juju, right? Is that he sat out minicamp as well, right? He has that bothersome knee that he's been talking about. And we don't know that this is the knee injury again. I'm not sure that this is a flare-up or anything like that. Um, the nice thing for Juju, he didn't have to leave the camp. He didn't have to go, you know, he didn't have to go back to the facility. He didn't have to leave practice, I mean. He didn't have to go back to the facility or anything like that. He was still out there. He was catching balls from Ben after practice. So hopefully he's okay. Uh, but again, we will we will monitor that going forward. That's six starters, though. That is six starters down just four days into camp. Again, that just two of those being padded practices. Uh, for a team that has struggled with injuries in the past, especially injuries at key positions, losing TJ Watt, losing Sean Davis, losing Vance McDonald, losing Juju. I mean, these are, again, those four players right there, you know, were players we were hoping to see big things from, from you know, from a season ago and going into this season. And then to lose Morgan Burnett as well, one of our big free agent signings, uh, not a great way to start off camp. And then let's get to the play on the field. I did want to spend a good portion of today talking about the defense because I think they've been really playing well so far. They've won seven shots uh, the last three days, three of the last three, three, I mean, three out of the four days total, right? Three days in a row now. Uh, they won five to two on Saturday, and, and that one had a the first rep was a beautiful interception by Artie Burns stepping in front of a slant route that AB was running. Uh, you know, basically already ran the route for him and stepped in front of it. It was a it was a great interception by Artie Burns. They also won four to three on Sunday. That one, that one actually included a lot of really good pass rush. Uh, ben had to get out of the pocket. We saw some vintage Ben on that one using his feet. Uh, there were a couple reps there where he really had to leave the pocket. I think one of them he threw a nice pass to Rosie Nix uh, in the back of the end zone. That one is actually was successful, but there were so many times that he was at least, you know, he was he was bothered by the rush. And for a team that, uh, again, a season ago, yes, we we led the league in sacks, but a lot of those sacks came against teams like Cleveland and Houston and and consistent pass rush, especially against some of the best teams in the league, kind of eluded us. Um, you, you want to see this team getting more consistent pass rush at times. And then let's talk about some of the defensive standouts throughout camp so far. And again, we're just four days in. So, you know, I don't want to say that any of these guys are, you know, these guys are breakout stars or anything like that. But let's just start with Joe Hayden, because this is a guy who didn't have camp for the Steelers a year ago. Remember, he was traded at the end of the preseason process. So, he, this is his first training camp with the Steelers. He's been awesome so far. I mean, he has really been fantastic. I know everyone says he's lost a step. He's not the same player that he was, you know, back in Cleveland. But, I mean, this guy has really been a kind of the kind of shutdown corner that we talk about, you know, when we talk about Joe Hayden. You know, not well, not say he's been a shutdown guy, but, you know, he's been shutdown-esque, let's say. Uh, you know, he's had his moments where he got beat by A.B., but who doesn't, Right. Uh, most of the time, though, Joe Hayden is all over it. And I don't think he's given up a touchdown or anything in in, uh, in seven shots so far. And they've gone his way on a lot of fade routes, that kind of thing. Great tight coverage the majority of the time. The other corner that's really been impressive, and I know you're, you're all expecting me to say Cam Sutton, but I'm not. It's, it's actually Cody Sensabaugh. Cody Sensabaugh is a guy who I thought might even not, might not make this team by the time we got through this whole process. Cody Sensabaugh has been really impressive, especially Saturday. I thought Saturday he had a great practice. Really Sunday as well. I mean, all weekend. He's been great. Um, again, a guy who they've been trying to go to in seven shots. He's been he's been lined up a lot against James Washington. And again, James Washington, a very talented receiver. Uh, Cody's done a very good job though of staying again, staying with him stride for stride. And you know, we talk about James Washington being a combat catch guy. He really, you know, to this point, Washington's kind of been disappointing in the kind of combat catch type scenarios because Sensabaugh's had such good coverage, um, been able to get a hand on so many of those balls. So. Uh, you know, props to him. He's been really good so far through four days. I'm back. I've been pleasantly surprised with the play of Cody Sensabaugh. 
Another player I've been pleasantly surprised by is LJ Fort. And I talked about Fort and how much I like him as a uh, as a pass defender. But I was actually impressed with his run defense today and, and his pass rush. I mean, he had a really good day of camp, I thought, on Sunday. Um, and so, you know, again, we talk about Matthew Thomas trying to make this team, and he's going to have to make the team above LJ Fort. You know, if, with if Fort's going to look this good over a period of time, right? I mean, again, he had a good practice on Sunday. Let's see him do this going forward. But if Fort can continue having practices like this, it's going to make it that much tougher for guys for a guy like Matthew Thomas to make the team above Fort. And I thought really just in general this weekend, the run defense was really good. There were some cutback lanes on Saturday that were concerning that were the kind of thing we saw throughout 2017 when teams were able to run on the Steelers. It was generally because the defense over-pursued, left a cutback lane, and the running back was able to take advantage of it. That happened on Saturday a couple times. Connor took advantage of it twice. Jalen Samuels took advantage of it one time. But on Sunday, I mean, they really shut that down. In fact, the first play, the first 11-on-11 drill, uh, Connor tried to do a cutback again and was stuffed behind the line. Um, And that that just kept happening all day long. The the defensive line especially was very disruptive, not just Cam, not just Stephen Tewitt, but uh, LT Walton. I thought LT Walton had a fantastic day of practice on Sunday. He had uh, beautiful run stops. He had had what should have been a sack if he could hit the quarterback. Um, just the, I mean, really the entire defense, keeping the play in front of them. Um, I mean, I could, I can probably count on one hand, the amount of runs over three yards on Sunday, the run defense was really stifling uh, and that was great to see. I thought the pass rush was good as well. Um, you know, we've talked about guys like Bud and, and, uh, TJ and, and those guys being disruptive, but I thought, I thought this weekend, Bostic, Keon Adams, Chicolo, Matthew Thomas, those guys started to get involved as well in the pass rush. And then, you know, you can't talk about the defense without talking about our first-round pick, Terrell Edmonds, and the huge interception he had during camp today. Uh, another one of those moments where the crowd kind of went on fire again. This this city of Pittsburgh is so desperate for this defense to be great again. Um, and so with Artie's pick the other day and now Terrell Edmonds' pick on Sunday, I mean, the crowd, the crowd loves it. So this was a play where it was a play action. Uh, it looks like they were going to Vance McDonald on... Uh, play over the middle, Edmonds trailing, uh, Ben throws it to McDonald, Edmonds gets a hand on it, kind of pumps it up in the air, grabs it out of the air, uh, would have been a pick six if it were a live game situation. A terrific play, and as I've been saying with Edmonds, the impressive thing for me so far, look, he's, he's not a polished guy yet, right? We knew that coming out. We knew this was a raw guy. We wanted to see some of that athleticism. We wanted to see him getting better over time. What I've liked to see from Edmonds so far is that in every time he's in coverage, he may not always be step for step, but he is stride for stride. I mean, he's he's there with the rec- with the receiver, even if he's not always in position to make the play. But this time, he was in position to make the play and did and made the interception, right? And that's the kind of thing, you know, that you want to see from your first round draft pick this early on in the process. Again, this is only Edmonds' fourth practice. Um, hopefully, he can continue getting better from here. This was a this was a a big step for him, though. I thought. You know, again, intercepting Ben Roethlisberger. Ben didn't even have an interception last year in training camp. This is his second now already. I wouldn't read too much into that. But um, but again, a big step for Terrell Edmonds. A huge play for him. We'll see if he can keep going with that. Again, and I think he's had a, a good camp overall. I mean, I don't think that that was kind of a, a one-play wonder type thing. Uh, as I've said, he's he's not a great coverage guy just yet. We knew that coming out of college. I think he's done a good job of being there, being around the ball, um, and what I think he showed in that play with Vance is that when he is around the ball, if he can make a play, 
Uh, he is certainly more than capable of making big plays for this defense. Then before we end today's podcast, I did want to go over some of the things on offense. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had Saturday off. The first padded practice, he took that day off, uh, but did return to practice on Sunday. Great to see him out there again on Sunday because, again, with Saturday's practice, you know, without Ben, uh, it's just different, right? I mean, it's, you know, it, a little more little more struggles on offense to move the football without Ben Roethlisberger out there. But on Sunday, it was nice to see him out there. Again, he had to move his feet a little bit more because of the pass rush was so good uh, throughout the day on Sunday. Uh, and then the successor to Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, um, yeah, had an interesting weekend. You know, he's still having his rookie struggles, right? He's still having times where, you know, Randy Feekner, the offensive coordinator slash QB coach, is having to go out there and, and correct him on his read or um, on his progression, but, you know, and then, and then, you know, again, he'll have two plays later. He'll have a, a terrific play. I mean, that's that's still been the kind of story of Mason throughout this camp. One thing I have noticed, though, now through four days is that on the plays where Mason is out there with James Washington, I think he's relying a little too much on James Washington. I mean, clearly, those two have a rapport from their time at Oklahoma State, but it's becoming a crutch almost. I mean, a safety valve type thing where, you know, Mason is kind of just looking to James first on most plays. Um you know, and so it's interesting. I, you know, I'll see. We'll see how that goes throughout camp. But I think early on in Mason's career, certainly relying on James Washington, maybe just a little too much. And then the other guy I want to talk about is Jalen Samuels, who's still getting reps all over the field. But I think now he's starting to run with the run with the first team. Um, you know, he's starting to get some first team reps. They're they're using him out there alongside James Conner, which is really interesting. Two running back sets. You have to wonder. You know, if, if this were Le'Veon Bell in camp, would we be seeing James Conner and Le'Veon Bell on the field at the same time? Could we start to see that again? Remember a couple of years ago, we saw D'Angelo Williams and Le'Veon Bell on the field at the same time. You have to wonder if the Steelers are going to start going with two running back sets again uh, in 2018. I'll keep an eye out for that. And then speaking of James Conner, I did want to talk about him. He's, you know, look, the running lanes weren't there for him, this, uh, especially on Sunday. But he has done a really good job of catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see backs on backers on Saturday. Uh, but by all accounts, Connor was good. Uh, Jalen Samuels kind of struggled a little bit in the in backs on backers. So, you know, Jalen Samuels is a guy who, you know, again, coming out of college, being this X-factor type who's not really a running back on, on every play, he wasn't really asked to pass block in college. So this is kind of, that's kind of very new to him at this point. Um, we'll see how he, how he progresses with that throughout camp. Uh, but by all accounts, Connor did well in that drill. Connor's done much better as a receiver out of the backfield. So, you know, Connor's starting to become a little more of a complete back. We'll see more how that goes as we get into the preseason process and he gets to start doing some, uh, some live running against real defenses. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. Remember to follow me on Twitter at SteelerCountry. I am at camp every day. I'm doing live tweeting from camp. Again, that's twitter.com slash Steeler Country to follow me on there. And I'll be back tomorrow for more Locked On Steelers.